0: Uh, that kind of rose to the occasion in in that game and able to to kind of get the win at the end uh so i i don't know what i'm seeing with the 49ers and then they're also got some more bad news is that they're starting D tackle javon kinlaw looks like he might be out for the season uh after that game uh so that that's another big loss of theirs uh so i don't know i i don't like what i saw with that game for the 49ers the colts i I take it like a grain of salt you know i mean yeah they won the against the 49ers but Again, we've seen the Colts struggle early on in the season, so it's like I don't know how much I can, you know, how much I can kind of really buy from the Indianapolis Colts, you know? I mean, what are we seeing with Carson Wentz? Is he going to be able to stay healthy, you know? You got all these questions going around. And I, I'm not ready to buy into the Colts just yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, because you still see him made a, a lot of the mistakes. And yes, I understand the weather was pretty bad. It was bad for both teams. That's why I, we saw a few of the turnovers I think from Jimmy G as well. But it didn't bode well for him either, especially when people have been uh, liking what Trey Lance has, has been doing too as well. The other thing Excuse too me, that trying people to get people to move on. Right.
0: The, the other thing that I will say is, and we kind of called this before the season even started, is Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. It, the the offense was going to run based on Jonathan Taylor, and and that's what it seems to be doing. Uh, Taylor's been lights out this whole season. He's had had over a hundred and like thirty yards, like almost every single week. It's been absolutely insane. And as long as he can stay healthy, I feel like the Colts have a shot offensively. Uh, but. But going, but when they go up against these tougher opponents, it seems like Carson Wentz can't answer the bell. Uh, when it when it when he needs to deliver those throws and he needs to deliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And then um, talking about the Saints game too as well for Monday night. That was pretty tough to watch, and it didn't have anything to do with weather. It was just both teams, the mistakes by Jameis Winston, the overthrows and stuff. It's frustrating. You saw him uh, even blow up with. Uh, I think it was what was it, Trey? Traquan uh, Smith, I think, yeah. on the side of him. And that was with him, I think, giving up on the play. And then he yeah. ended up getting that offensive pass interference, mm-hmm. which I think that mm-hmm. offensive pass interference was kind of BS on, on my part when I when I looked at it. Because it seemed like the defender was kind of there, but the, it looked like something just buckled underneath his leg and he ended up just falling over and having some type of injury. Because, you know, he didn't push him, like, hard enough to for him to get injured during that play. Uh, but... But still, mistakes by Jameis uh, ended up making this game a bit closer. I mean, because, again, you're, you're facing Geno Smith on the other side. And Geno Smith has been playing, I think, fairly well, I guess, for, for his a guy of his, um, I guess, um, uh, ability or whatever but mm-hmm. he's still geno smith he's still going to make some of those uh mistakes and, yeah. and things like that um, but he was but okay he, he, was he was okay, okay. but again th- that's the thing that with the seattle seahawks we knew this was going to happen and that's mm-hmm. the thing too it's not exactly about geno smith altogether. it's about this team as a whole what they've been able to accomplish solely because of having russell wilson and that's this is what you're able to witness right now you're we're able to witness the difference without russell wilson there And you're seeing it, it looks pretty putrid out there. He's been doing a lot all on his own, you know, getting, taking the hits. Finally, he took one too many here and has uh, the broken finger, Um, but... You know, and now you're missing them without it. You know, you know what I'm saying you can't get your your running game going. You, you can't make plays on on uh, with the quarterback, and then your defense you you can't score uh that uh to make up for the, the 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 lack of defense that you have. So this is what you're forced with. And the Saints though should have been able to make this more of a a statement game, mm-hmm. and it was way pulled too away. close than what it should have been.
0: Yeah, they should have pulled away. And the funny thing is is you don't need to be a great quarterback when you're the quarterback of the Saints. And this game proved it because who was the one guy that they went to when things were getting tough? They would just dump it off to Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. And there he goes. I mean, he's one of the toughest guys to tackle in the open field. And it's and what's baffling to me is that no matter who they play, nobody keys up on Kamara. Nobody ever does. It seems like he he's by himself in, uh, in the flat. And he mm-hmm. just gets the ball dumped to him, and it's like everyone's like, "Oh, hey, look who's got the ball! We got to go up and try to make a tackle now." And it's difficult in itself. So, uh, the, the the Saints, I mean, if somebody defensively could could just kind of game plan just for Kamara, this Saints offense would be in big time trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Especially with Taysom Hill not being available as of yet due to injury. Uh, th- th- that's another weapon that they could utilize right now uh, that could open up this offense. Because let's face it, they just don't have weapons. Mm-hmm. They don't have re- receivers that you know that 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 are getting open is enough, or Winston just simply not seeing them soon enough to get them the football. So mm-hmm. uh, I feel like this offense is going to continue to struggle until they get guys like Taysom Hill back, until they get guys like Michael Thomas back, um, you know, to kind of return to their form offensively, but. Uh, yeah, this it was a sloppy game, to say the least. And uh, the Saints ended up edging out Seattle in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one thing
1: I, I actually watched the uh, the the Manning cast this time for Monday Night Football. Oh, you got, you got yeah, to watch that? yeah, I decided to because I, I didn't get to, you think I didn't try it. I thought Peyton, you know, being the main guy like he, he keeps the show yeah. going, obviously. Right. But I like his aspect because he's always looking, not annoying, just to ask the other people, you know, what do you think about this play? What's going on? He actually will explain things to you and tell you, he's like, this is what I'm seeing or this is what I'm doing and blah, 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 and and what I'm recognizing, which I think it's nice for other uh, people, especially that don't watch football a lot, to kind of get a better understanding and recognize Mm -hmm. different coverages and what possibly could happen um but some of the other guys the yeah, other i liked it when he had tom brady on there but tom still acted like he didn't want to give anything up or what they you know like wow, uh why would i tell you what i think here yeah. what, what do i run here what would tampa do and no, i ain't gonna tell you that uh but i think it was a lot of fun having him on there and i think it was very entertaining yeah i think Eli just doesn't know still like what to do like uh, he's got that personality But I think during that show, it's just he doesn't let it out even as much. I think on occasions he does. He's got his good one-liners. But, like, he was even – like, Peyton was even asking Eli about something, and Eli was, like, just, like, watching a game. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just really blew off his question altogether, and Peyton's like – you're leaving me hanging, bro. It's like okay, all right. Well, anyways, you know, and stuff. But uh, uh but it's funny though how he's got the tablet there and breaking down this play of what he saw though. But Eli had broke down to some plays too when he saw that tight end screen that should have been there that James should have picked up as well. Right. And, and that's the thing that we're we're talking about here with Jameis Winston missing some of those other things. He's got his head looking somewhere else and staring down a receiver yeah. when when this has got to be your quick reaction type. I of watched
0: play. I watched them one time and that's all I needed to see. Yeah, I'll say that much. I I didn't like the fact that uh they weren't it was like they were going off topic a lot of times the game's going mm-hmm. on it's on to the next play but now they're still talking about the last play mm-hmm. and it's like as a football fan I mean and you and and you're right like there there might be some newcomers to, that are watching or just getting into football maybe that might be something that they could utilize to maybe like learn a little bit about the plays or the formations and such but I don't know. I, I feel like you learn more just by watching the games and watching it for yourself, getting a, getting to know what the rules are and the calls and the penalties and, and just watching yourself. And actually the analysis that, that comes out of the booth, they do a fairly good job of, yeah, of information I mean, have have over there and, and stuff, stuff so. like that. So I, I feel like they give you a good, you know, gr- uh bunch of knowledge as you watch football games. But for me, uh I kind of watched the whole, it was week one. Week mm-hmm. one, I watched mm-hmm. that Monday night uh, special with, the, with those two guys. And, you know, they were Peyton was very animated. Eli was involved a little bit more than like you were saying mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like it's kind of getting old for them. Like mm-hmm. maybe not Peyton, yeah, yeah. but like for Eli, he's like, man, I don't really want to freaking do this. Yeah, now. yeah, he's just chilling watching so TV, like, like, like I guess. He's like, I'm just I've, here. I, and you got to remember too, big brother Peyton, right? Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? So maybe Eli feels a little, you know, he doesn't have as much authority mm-hmm. as Payne's mm-hmm. like going on. He's like, "Oh yeah, see, you got you got the goal line formation here. The tight end just he goes out on the drag and then it's got a but he hands it off and it, you know what I mean? Like he's explaining things and stuff and he's so into it and everything. Where Eli's just like, "Do I get to talk? When? When? when yeah. No. N- mm-hmm. No. You you got the, okay. You got this. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, and it's kind of like what you could imagine them sitting next to each other at home." Watching a football game. Mm-hmm. Peyton, like, oh, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. What are you talking about? I was in the NFL, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you, and, and it's kind of like a brotherly thing. So, I don't know. I, I, it's not my cup of tea, mm-hmm. but I would re- just rather watch the games. I hear you. don't. Real I'd... quick, uh, I want to catch up on sure. the on the comments here. Because sure. uh, it's we got to catch up here. Uh Lady Bill she said I get scared of kid movies. My daughter tells me when it's over. Uh Greg Schreiner just chimed in. What's oh, up Greg? Oh, in the house. Uh Lady Bill says 7. The movie 7. Oh, uh, yeah,
1: that's a good one.
0: And then uh what's in the bag? Well, there's really nothing in the bag. It's it's more like a bowl, but it's just uh Oh, in the bag? Just
1: yeah. like this thing right here. There's oh, oh thing. That's thing, that's you like, oh, think it's oh of. yeah, I guess maybe. Oh, or is that na- the name of a movie? There we go. What's in the bag? Maybe that's a scary could movie. Be. I don't that sounds scary to me. What's in the bed?
0: <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Mike Tackett, uh chimed in. He said Sinister Sinister was voted the all time scariest movie recently. I caught it on TV one day as it was halfway through. Watched about 10 minutes of it and had to turn it off. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. Oh, really? Really? To, the, to this day, I refuse to watch it. Oh, man. Well, wow, Mike. Really? So, so sinister? sinister? I have to write
1: that down because I. I
0: write that down. I, Check uh, it out.
1: I am. well, I will take on any challenge, just he, about he, so. you will take it on. I do. I do. I will take on any challenge, you know, <laughs> I'm looking for something different to watch. I don't do a lot, a whole lot of binge watching. Uh, like you know, like on Netflix and stuff like that, and I find it hard right now for me to even find anything I really want to be, uh, you know, attracted to watching. So if I could find something like that and it ends up keeping me intrigued, even trying to be scared, I would still watch that. Uh, I I find the ones that are just super duper boring, and, and then I, oh, I just watch one, and then like uh, I just saw this one called Open House, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this thing seems all right. People uh, lost their husband and then father, blah blah. Now they go to stay at this open house. Uh, mm-hmm that her sister-in-law's trying her sister trying to sell and weird shit happens yeah well the whole movie ends up happening and stuff like that then after when it's over both of them die still and oh. then you don't find out who the killer is it just ends really yeah and there was a stranger inside the open house the whole time like a real oh, person God. wasn't a ghost and just then hiding. yeah just and then they they killed them and then <laughs> they left it open and it's like well, oh, thank you. Now I just that spent two hours on that. Amazing. And they died anyway, so there was no happy ending with that. And we still don't even know who the person was or the killer was. That, that shit just annoys me. It doesn't make I me like, that's what going like, oh, for. I can't wait till the next one, man. They'll find out. No, that. you lost me. You're done. <laughs> I'm done with that. that you know that's what I mean? they wanted. They
0: uh, wanted you to get oh, aggravated.
1: Do they do. I hate that. I get aggravated a lot with some of these things. But you, you'd be surprised. I should have my own rant podcast, you know, of, of things that I rant about. And you get know what really with. grinds my gears? Yeah. If that if you know, Peter, you know, Griffin had already take that one, I would totally ride on that whole grinds my gears thing. Jesus. All right. But anyways, you know what doesn't grind my gears? What's that? My buddies there at Colorized Joe. They've got three stores. One's in Queensbury. One's in Niskayuna. One's in Quinton Park, New York. And let me tell you. You know It's locally owned. They do everything they can to take care of you when you go in there. Uh, yes, they, you know, they're know a local Benjamin Moore uh, professional and, and carrier out there, but they focus on other outstanding products as well. As an in- independent dealer, they have access to almost any type of paint and finish-related stuff. Uh, they're serving everyone from the professional to the do-it-yourself or colorized. They're eager to help you, and they're capable of making your next project go a lot smoother. Trust nice. me. I'm in the industry. I go see my guy, Link, over there. If I need a color done for me right away, I sent it in there a couple days to get it back. Dude, it's right on point. It gets approved. Good to go. Customer's happy. That means I'm happy. That means my whole business is happy. We want you to be happy, too. Go check out Colorize, three different locations, Clifton Park, Niskayuna, and Queensbury. Colorize, the right paint, color, and advice from local professionals who care. Check them out on my Colorize dot com
0: joe that's right excellent
1: boom excellent now yeah. i know
0: where to go to get my colors
1: yeah definitely paint you know forget Lowe's and all those other people they got some joe schmo dude that makes you know 15 an hour for some yeah, that and they don't reason. care if it's right it doesn't even know what he's doing <laughs> he goes he's over there okay yeah this is the paint swatch or right, whatever i just put it in this thing and this thing machine's supposed to do it yeah, for me gotcha. and there it is <laughs> dab there it's on the lid there it looks good yeah okay there you go your next gallon won't be the same color you know <laughs> Shit like that. I, I, I'm i done with that stuff. You know, I go to the real paint professionals, and, and that's colorized. All right. Anyways, Joe. All right. So we've been doing this here for this past season here. It's a lot of fun. I like looking through at everybody here. It's my milk carton missing player of the week, Joe. Who is it this week? You might be surprised, but you might not be, Joe. I try to make it different here every week, but there it is. Oh. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Whoever thought this guy would end up on the milk carton, Joe. You know what I'm saying?
0: That's it. Uh, yeah, the 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 the, the walking, uh, you know, Kermit the Frog. No, oh, this guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, Kermit, I now don't even have any Kermit the Frog he, music. He, what, what about the he? Ra- he
0: actually moves Someday like a lady. You'll too.
1: find the Rainbow <laughs>
0: Connection. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you know, honestly, you know, and this has kind of been, you know, through through the circles of the NFL, the, there's been a lot of reporters, there's been a lot of media coverage on this about Mahomes, kind of like, what's going what on? What happened with him? to him? It's all it's all his fault. blah, blah, blah. Well, you know hey. what? He's kind of in the same realm of, of of Sam Darnold in terms of his receivers not holding on to the ball too. Uh, we've seen that. Well in that the, the depleted past offensive of
1: line, he's actually getting pressured nonstop. And when you don't have time <laughs> you know, to funny. do something,
0: right. but you, you can't. You but can't. you know something? That that line was all overhauled. They're just not in sync mm-hmm. up they're front. Not. They're yeah. not in sync up front and they're and they're struggling to protect them. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. When you have that compounded on top of receivers not catching the ball for him or himself just not making good decisions we've seen it over and over with him as he tries to make a play happen when he's about to get sacked or he's being rushed out of the pocket and the guy's just not quite open but he still tries to get it to him and that's when you're starting to see more turnovers from him and more interceptions and it looks like i think for me for to watch defensive play it looks like zone works better against them here
1: because they're which able is surprising to keep, yeah two guys in zone over with um, with uh tyreek hill and kind of keep him covered over the top and then underneath. Yeah. And then they're allowed to just maybe even go half zone and man on some of the other guys. Yeah, and that, now that they've been worked. able to help
0: out it, it with stopping Travis Kelsey even too. Because a lot of times with this offense, especially this past season, what they had, what they were very successful at is getting pushing down the field with Tyreek Hill. And if if he if he had man to man coverage, or if he just flat out burns whoever, he he would just chuck it up to him. And that's where you got those big chunk plays mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. And then if it wasn't there. Travis Kels comes across the middle. He settles into the zone. He just throws him a 10-yard pass and lets him run with the ball. So uh, that's kind of been their, their formula, you know, since Mahomes got there. And now it seems like maybe defenses are starting to figure them out offensively. And you just to your point, they mm-hmm. have a certain zone coverage or maybe it's man zone, like mm-hmm. it's a hybrid type of coverage mm-hmm. where they're playing zone deep. Against Tyree Kill or whoever they send deep, like maybe me, Cole Hardman or Dominic Robinson, whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And and that's kind of holding that cap over them. And then underneath, they just got maybe man-to-man coverage against Kels to stay close with him. and that's what's tripping up Mahomes, and, and he's just not making the plays. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So my milk carton player of the week, the missing player, he has nowhere to be found. Let me give you the stats quick of last week. This is why he ends up on my me uh, my milk carton. Let me hear it. But he went 20 for 35, 57% completion percentage, Ooh. Joe. Zero Ooh. touchdowns and one INT and two fumbles. Uh, lost, and his rating overall was a 62.3. Ouch. Probably his lowest in his career, Joe. Oh, I mean, that's got to be pretty bad. Rough. And he's had uh, an interception uh, uh, a game, except for week one. I don't think he had one. But besides that, he's had one Wow. Or in some multiple, he's leading the league in interceptions, tied with Zach Wilson right now. Like nine,
0: I think. I Something, think it's like yeah, nine, nine,
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah, I think that's right, nine. So wow. that's uh, crazy, right there. And that's that's the thing that that people want to uh, you know say this philosophy about how, how good a quarterback is. All those other uh, key pieces to the team. Make a difference. That offensive line makes a difference. If Tom Brady has had that great line in front of him and can keep him in the pocket that long, right. and he has time to throw, he will eat you apart. But when you you know you pressure him, he gets out of his his, his comfort zone yeah, and get, get him off of the spot. Yeah, no shit. Like that happens with any type of quarterback, but most of them. You know, Some other ones can kind of burn you with their legs, but if you know how to contain them as well, right. that's the one thing too. Yeah. You, they, Patrick Mahomes hasn't really been able to get out of the pocket as well to get into some of those throws to where – you know, he's a threat to run mm-hmm. and he can just mm-hmm. kind of go, go and uh, bubble pump and then still run it or he dish it off to Kelsey, and things right. like that. So, yeah. um, there's one,
0: one thing about Mahomes that I got, it kind of bothers me. Mm-hmm. It, it is I was watching, I was watching, I think, NFL Network uh, and, and they were talking about Mahomes, right? And the, and the same kind of thing. Like they were talking about, you know, what's going on with him. Like, and there was one thing that they brought up was his no look passes. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, look at the, another no-look pass. And, and it, it's not a no-look pass. Are y'all fucking serious right now? Like, I feel, this, <laughs> I feel that right now. I, I, like, this are you all real? fucking serious Man, right now? Because <laughs> honestly, when you watch him, listen, his helmet is one way. But if you look at his eyes, his eyes are still looking at the receiver. Like, I'm go, look at my head's face, Jim, right now. But my eyes are looking right at the camera. That's the same thing that Mahomes is doing. It's not a, a tra- it's not a real no look. It's just not. You can't throw a football without looking.
1: Well, yeah, you can easily glance like this and not move your helmet. Like I can do because, this. Uh, exactly. And look over. Exactly. I mean, yeah, in your line of vision That's what I'm is saying. like this, but you can still do it. Matthew Stafford did it, you know, a few weeks ago, I think. And again, yeah, that wasn't brought up at right. all. Um, I mean, come on. Yeah, so uh was where, uh Mike Tackett says Mike Tackett says Mike Milkarton feature isn't just one player, <laughs> it's, it's the entire, entire New York <laughs> Jets defense giving up uh fifty four with a rookie team at quarterback the helm. at the helm. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is
0: a real big just pile of shit right there. The the New York Giants the New York I mean, Jets. He, to be fair, it's Robert Sala's first year. He's going to work on this defense going forward. So Let's give him a couple years to, to like get his feet underneath him, uh, and, and see what kind of see see what kind of players he can uh, acquire on that defense and how well they can play
1: yeah yeah absolutely and yeah that's the thing they for them like for me it's too easy to pick on them the rebuild i already knew what they might be this this year anyway so they're rebuilding uh, but it's tough even too to look at some of these different players and try and see who might be my milk carton player because there's certain uh instances too that happen within the game to where i'm like well yeah i mean it's not exactly his fault altogether too and Mm. things like that but Patrick Mahomes, Uh, it's been compiling up for a few weeks, I think here, so I think he is well deserving to get it. It, He
0: was he was long overdue. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You know what's long overdue, Joe? What? What's long overdue?
1: Uh, the time that we talk about Johnstone Supply right now. Because oh, you know what? It's yeah. getting cold right now, Joe. It's like the daytime, I think, is right. right. It's been really rainy up here, up in New York lately. But yeah. the nights have been getting cold. Chilly. And I've been doing the wood stove and stuff. But if you don't have a wood stove and things like that,
0: what do you got to do? You got to go to Johnstone Supply. Yeah, definitely got to hit, hit our boys up. Johnstone Supply in Troy, New York on 6th Avenue. Uh, hey, do you need a furnace? Do you need a furnace replaced? Do you need some filters replaced? Do you need to upgrade your heating system. These are the guys to go to. Johnstone Supply in Troy, New York. They will make sure your home is going to stay warm, nice and warm for these upcoming cold months. That's right around the corner. They're a family-owned and operated business. Uh, they've been helping upstate New York residents uh, for decades. You, know, you can go ahead and visit their store, 6th Avenue in Troy, New York, or for more information, you can uh, They can help you this fall. Uh, you can hit them up on Facebook. Uh, you can reach out to them and even call them. Call, call the guys, George or Tom, and the rest of the staff there. They're all waiting to help you guys out there. If you, yeah. if you need help on staying warm this season, make sure you give them a call, 518-272-5922. That's Johnstone Supply, 6th Avenue in Troy, New York. Their number, once again, is 518-272-5922. Those are the guys. Let them know. That you heard it from football on the no shows. My master. Um, you
1: know what's funny is Gaz just sent us a pic. Um, maybe just just said, Did you he you get the snap from Gaz about the urinal over there, at choice at uh, Johnstone Supply? No, <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, here he goes. Gaz he he sent me this uh this Snapchat right. Yeah. And it's uh, he, for some reason he took a snap picture of the urinal uh, at uh at <laughs> Johnstone Supply. <laughs> for what? <At> Johnstone <laughs> Supply because <laughs> it says right above the urinal proud sponsor of these wonderful podcasts and there we are football on the know above a urinal (laughs) in uh in johnstone supply and uh, (laughs) so i'm just like wow that's that's pretty that's that's pretty cool but you know what it made me start to think i'm like we've been doing this marketing wrong maybe joe we need urinal cakes football on the no urinal cakes what do you think about that Uh, i don't know what a better thing to pee on, right? Than just a football on the nose symbol, maybe, or just my face, or your face. Who knows? I mean, amazing. So you want them to piss on us. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah, Perhaps. That's real great. Hey, but it could be the last thing they see, especially if it's in a in a bar or nightclub, and they're like, "Man, you know, it's buzzing." And like, you're hey, going to be drunk if you're in a bar or nightclub. Some people remember. remember that stuff. Who knows? But anyways, we're having a lot of fun. Happy Halloween to everybody out there. Make sure if you haven't yet, follow us on Twitter, F E underscore no. And if you haven't yet, also go to YouTube. We're on YouTube. We broadcast live from there every Wednesday as well as Facebook at Football on the No Show. Hit the notification bell. Let you know whenever we go live. Make sure you subscribe. And also subscribe. Media, their uh, YouTube as well. Check out that to see other podcasts too as well and all of our family friends. Um, Joe, we've been doing every year. It's our annual thing. We do this thing called trick or treat. here, Joe. And what yes. we do is we usually just sometimes it seems here and there, but uh, we usually pick a phrase or a phrase out there, a statement. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a true or false or what we go in with. You know, I'm not yeah. sure. Um, you know, but uh, we do that, and it's a whole lot of fun. We want you guys to play along with us as well, and everybody also on Spotify and, and, and uh, all of our podcast stuff too
0: out there. Mike Tackett just along. commented. I uh, said, "Jim and Joe urinal cakes." R. Kelly approves. Mm.
1: Sit down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> R. Kelly approves. <laughs> oh, I think. Yeah, I guess so. Yes, that's that is hilarious. I like that. It uh, we might be too old for him to be in a, that that urinal cake okay over <laughs> our couch. All
0: right.
1: Anyway, so here we go. We're doing trick or treat, Joe. You know, I'm gonna cue up some music. Let's get it going. Let's get it. Let's get uh, music going. Let's have some fun. Let's do it. Right, play along, everybody. Trick or treat. Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. First thing for trick or treat, uh, the Cardinals will make history and go eight zero. What I mean history, as I think last week when they went seven and zero, now they had tied a franchise record. Uh, You know, so overall, they've done it only one other time. And now if they particularly if they win this week, I think it would be the first time ever. So they could be a now acknowledged team, you know, 2021 Mm -hmm. Cardinals. Mm -hmm. First time they've ever gone eight and no. Uh, Joe, what do you think so far? They got a tough uh, team they have to play <laughs> yeah. here in the Green Bay Packers, Green Bay Packers but yeah. they do not have Devonte Adams there as well. No, and,
0: and and that to me is like kind of like a huge loss, bigger than what it, what people are going to, to see here. The Green Bay Packers not having Devonte Adams is like you know you're just not it's not having Aaron Rodgers' favorite target, you know, and it could pl- it could pay, play a huge part in this game. Because you know, Devontae Adams is that go-to guy, the guy that always kind of bails out this offense to get a first down, get a touchdown. Uh, and Rodgers is always looking his way because quite simply, he's the best receiver on this damn team and could be the best receiver in the league. So uh, that's a huge loss for Green Bay's offense. Look at if, if you're Aaron Jones right now, this is this is definitely going to be a big game for you. Receiving-wise, rushing-wise, watch out for him. But it's all going to come down to Arizona. Cardinals this week, and this is going to probably just be my pick, too, because I'm just going to talk about the game anyway. Yeah, it's all Why We Uh, roll with it. So, uh, Arizona Cardinals, listen, I love their defense, how much they've improved. And this offense is so tough to stop right now. Kyler Murray, are you kidding me? This guy is even better. He's he's even better as a passer this year. And with his running ability, it makes this offense super hard to stop. Yes, they have a couple injuries across the offensive line but I feel like that's not going to really halt this offense at all. Uh, the Cardinals defense, however, they are going to be without J.J. Watt this this week, but they still have Chandler Jones. Uh, so in this defense, man, they feed off of this pressure. They feed off of each other. Uh, Cardinals are home. I'm going to say this is a treat. I'm going to go right on board here and say the Cardinals will make history uh, this Thursday night, tomorrow night, uh, against Green Bay in Arizona it's not in Green Bay. If it was in Green Bay, it might be a little bit different story. But um, I think Arizona gets the edge here.
1: There you go. So he says it's a treat for him. They are going 8-0. And, you know, I like that as well, too, Is that might as well be my pick as well. Uh, and, and it's like the way you set that up, too. It's almost like I can hear The Rock saying this, you know. They're like,
0: if they're you smell, smell the- la, la. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the Cardinals are are cooking cooking. that's right with the cardinals are cooking i like it and uh but yeah they're going in there getting take it take it home go eight and oh make some history here we go uh (laughs) next one now for uh, trick-or-treat sean watson will be traded by november 2nd 4 p.m that's the trade deadline next week man we hear all the noise coming we're this we're throwing here names getting thrown out there too and blah blah and there could be a deal i love this too there could be a deal button done by of this time you know well blah, blah. <laughs> there could be a deal this and this and then of throwing course. out other teams and they're like oh i'd never said anything like that at all well uh, but there you go deshaun watson's still out there we're not yeah. really hearing a whole lot even out Nothing. of uh the houston's camp at all you know i think they're just sitting tight you know i'm sure they're picking up the phone and listening to something oh, definitely have uh but you're not hearing anything about the i think this the scandal or the trial no, or the hush, hush. punishment that he might have been could get because there isn't one yet so what the hell is going on with this whole thing
0: not a lot of information that, and right? that's pretty much you know you know the the whole deal going forward is roger goodell in the nfl they've they've done their own investigation into this whole situation but they themselves have said they don't have enough information to even give him A suspension or anything So, uh, And because of that They don't have the right to put him on the uh, Commissioner's exempt list Mm -hmm. So that's why he's still out there He's still available to play But he's involved with this whole uh, court case And he refuses to practice Or even play for the Houston Texans Uh, So it looks like a trade is imminent However, coming up for this trade deadline It's tough Because out of all the reports The Panthers have officially declared themselves Out of the race uh, that was speculation. We know we've heard about the Eagles being speculated about pursuing him. But I feel like that's not going to, to amount to anything. I feel like there's only one team. That's right. Only one team that is giving legitimate interest, and that's the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Miami Dolphins look like they're the closest to the, the discussions for Deshaun Watson. It looks like they have offered, they have made a big-time offer um, you could speculate that it's three first-round picks and three third-round picks. And after that, we don't know if there's going to be a player involved or not. Uh, but it's, it seems like if it was to happen, it would be a blockbuster and humongous deal uh, for Deshaun Watson. However, being that November 2nd is right around the corner, on Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern is the deadline. Uh, I'm going to say until this court case is resolved i'm not so sure a trade will happen i feel like in this court case doesn't look like it's going to be resolved by tuesday uh because of that i don't see it happening and look forward to into the off season for him to be dealt when they have more clarification so for me uh i'm going to say that's a little bit of a trick for me boom
1: yeah yeah i mean it it, again it's I, I haven't believed any of it since this whole thing anyways, too. No matter what they say about somebody, oh, they're This guy might be interested. This guy. Yeah, I think this thing's going to blow all the way over until the, the uh, end of the season. Uh, and I think when teams are all fall into line and where positioning they are with uh, draft space and things like that, and then uh, we're getting more information, like you said, as it seems with this this court case I think that's when the the dominoes will fall, and I think it, and things will fall into place, and it a better perspective on things. But uh, as far as Miami, uh, that's really the only team we've uh, we've heard some other ones here and there. But that's what Those we've been consistent that whole time, and, and it's kind of funny that they've given up on Tua so fast. You know, even though they just. You know, picked him early with one of those picks that they had, you know, when they were compiling picks. And it mm-hmm. seemed like he was going to be their future. Uh, the scene, as much as they moved on from Ryan Fitzpatrick, which uh, he played well for them uh, mm-hmm. the previous year, and they were comfortable with that veteran leaving and say now this is to his team. Right. But then always oh, having in, that lingering thing out there, like, oh, but they're still going to get Deshaun Watson. And, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of messed up altogether. But, um, I think he would make an impact on this team and help them out, definitely. But I for still sure. think uh, uh, they still have some other things to work out. So I don't think that's like a game changer for for the the Dolphins that turn things around for them.
0: It, it's definitely going to be an improvement from mm, the quarterback yeah, that they have right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it would be a mistake in the sense of since they drafted two and they invested that draft pick on him. You got to see what he can develop to be. You know what I mean? Like right now, it seems like they're, they're giving up on him after one year too way too soon and because of that now you, now you got to a thinking to himself like hey what the hell like listen like and so that doesn't put a whole lot of confidence in me that doesn't make me feel good and why should i work my tail off like i have been to be the best i can be for this franchise mm-hmm. if you're just gonna like bench me because it's because right now we we heard reports out of houston if this was going to happen with miami And believe me and you, Deshaun Watson has the say, the end-all, be-all say here. He has a no-trade clause in his contract, so it's up to him what team he goes to. And right now, Miami's at the top of his list. That's the most interest he has in. And it sounds like they're the only team right now that they're talking to. But if this was was to all go and happen, it sounds like Houston doesn't even want to as part of the trade. They like Davis Mills right now and what he's been able to do for the Houston Texans in a short window. Uh, so they don't even want to a part of the trade, which is surprising. I th- I figured that's kind of what the thing would be. But mm-hmm. it sounds like they're comfortable with their guy, Davis Mills. And hey, he's shown flashes for Houston on how well he could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see how this all shakes out. And uh, yeah, in the end, me and Jim both think that, you know, D- Deshaun Watson is, is is going to stay with Houston under contract until the offseason. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we've got
1: Urban Meyer is a one and done head coach. Joe, trick
0: <laughs> or treat? That's got to be a treat. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, what the hell is this guy doing? And what, he's not even done with the with the whole season. And he's already been mixed into uh, you know off the field issues. He's been having issues with his own team inside the locker room. The players don't like his coaching. You know. Uh, Philosophy, they don't like how he handles himself. I mean, listen, there's a lot of problems circulating throughout that facility in Jacksonville, and uh, wow, it is um, unbelievable on how much has has been chaotic in Jacksonville uh, for this franchise. They get the big pick in Trevor Lawrence, and they and they get uh, uh, his companion at running back. And then he goes out for the season, and then all of a sudden you got Trevor Lawrence struggling early on in the season, and then Urban Meyer takes it upon himself to have some off the field issues. We'll just say um, that doesn't bode well for himself or the organization. The and, and now you have even more issues going forward. DJ Chark is now out for the season. They they lose their number one receiver uh, for the year, uh, and this team is going through a lot of speed bumps right now this, this uh, season. So uh, it doesn't look right <laughs> for sure for Urban Meyer, and we could easily see him being uh, let go as the season ends and maybe Jacksonville goes and actually finds a legitimate NFL coach. Mm-hmm. Justin!
1: Do it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I didn't like to hire altogether, so I was kind of praying for all this to happen the way it's been happening, and it's it's very been very entertaining to watch for me uh, on the uh, on the outside looking of in. Of course, you're uh, a Michigan so, fan. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, this is spectacular. I, I love it. Uh, he's just even stepping but into his own pile of shit that he's doing for himself, too, as well. Here's,
0: here's the thing that kind of confused me on the hiring, is that Urban Meyer left the game of college because of his health issues. As a head coach of the stress level and the blood pressure and all that. Mm-hmm. And now he's willing to come to the NFL, which is <laughs> like times 10 yeah. you know, in the NFL. So uh, I don't know how much longer he's going to last health wise or uh, w- with the situations that he's going through. But, yeah, it can't be very long. It's got to be by the end well, of the
1: year. Well, it seems like stuff that was going on in college is still carrying on now, like during the, the NFL you know season now. It seems like it's not getting over that whole thing. And that's a problem that I think that a lot of people had had with college football and the things that go on with, you know, getting players, you know, getting hookers for players and things like that. And all this other stuff that's been going on nonsense with some of these uh, colleges. colleges and teams, you know, and now you're seeing like this guy is a head coach for, for this stuff and, and the circumstances at the bar that happened and, and things. And then you look back at his uh, past and, and uh, checkered like hirings of some people that the one guy that was abusive to his wife and, and things. So, a lot of nonsense, and it's, it stinks for the Jacksonville Jaguars because that's what they want to do. They want to turn the page. They get Trevor Lawrence, and it stinks that they've got this guy trying to develop here. here, and it doesn't seem like it's, like it's really working out for them. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence, I think, is doing good on his own, just getting there. Uh, it just taking a little longer, I think, that some people kind of expect it because you hear the hype, you hear Trevor Lawrence like, oh, this and guy's going to be yeah. gold right out of the yeah. box. And then right. you open it up, and you're kind like, you know, of like, whoa, he's got some interceptions, and whoa, he's making mistakes. Like, well, what the hell's going on? It's you know, called being a rookie. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's part of. It. Like, again, we've seen Peyton Manning as a rookie, too, and it, that didn't look so pretty as well either. So, All right, next up we've got the uh, the Bengals are a true contender, Joe.
0: What do you think, Trick? or is it a treat? It's a treat. But, it's got to be a treat. It. Uh listen, the Bengals are are proving to a lot of people, a lot of naysayers that they are for real. Even though they're young, even though Joe Burrow's coming off a major injury this season, uh listen, they they got their their chips in place to compete for this division and they just beat the number one uh, you know, uh number one seed in this division in Baltimore Ravens. So, that's got to prove something to you out there that the Bengals are here and they're here for real. Uh, So they are going to compete for this division. They just beat the Ravens, and let's see what they can do moving forward, especially as they've been injured on the offensive line uh, for several weeks, and they've still been battling. They've still been getting some wins here and there. So now that as they start to get healthier, as uh, week by week they go, they're starting to to develop into quite a team to contend with.
1: All right, next up now we've got the uh – the Cowboys
0: are the best team in football, Joe. What do you think? Is that a trick or is that a treat? I think that's a little bit of a trick. I mean, here's the thing is we're, we're just we're halfway through the season and is don't don't get me wrong. The Cowboys, I don't think they're like, you know, they're just a slouch of a team. They're a really good team right now. Uh, they, they've proven a lot to us. Uh, we already knew that offense was going to be like a juggernaut, right? Like we had questions about the offensive line. You know, are they going to be able to, to sustain health as they go week to week? Can they protect Dak Prescott? Um, but they, this offense has been a beast for sure. Uh, defensively, quite surprising. We thought that this Cowboys defense was going to struggle a little bit more than it has. And Trayvon Diggs has been playing very well for them. You know, they got Micah Parsons, but they're using him wrong right now. Uh, but and even though they're missing Demarcus Lawrence right now, they still are competitive on that defensive side. So the Cowboys are a really good team, but I wouldn't say the best team in football. I find your lack of faith disturbing.
1: There you go. Yeah, I agree with you there too as well. Uh, I think that, that that's a, um, a trick too because... Well, and and here's when, a, yeah yeah because that's what I mean I think the offense is what we thought it was going to be I think they're pretty explosive you just wanted them all to stay healthy and and uh, you know do what they do here especially with Dak Prescott mm-hmm. uh, but the defense they are playing better than what I thought they were going to do but which is hands off there right. but. But also, like what you said, you know, they they, they made a change for some reason. Why are you changing what, what what you were doing before that was working? That was working? Yeah. And now now you're you're messing with things, which I don't think is a great idea. And the fact that uh, Trayvon Diggs, everybody's got so much love for him. I I'd, I'd stifle on that too at, at this point too right now because uh, he's still he's still uh, developing and, and and getting better at what. But you know, he needs to get better at, at man coverage because he gets blown all together and just opportunistic on those turnovers. All right, next here we've got. Um, Matt Nagy will lose his job after this season, Joe. What do you think? Trick or treat? It's a treat. It, it has treat. to be. We love it. Uh,
0: I mean, come on. This guy is, is still pointless. around. How is, is Chicago's organization pointless. still putting up with this guy? I mean, now that they've drafted, they traded up nonetheless and drafted their their hopeful uh, franchise quarterback going forward but that shouldn't mean that you give Nagy a pass again and say, hey, well, let's further develop this quarterback and see where we go. Listen, this guy's had multiple years as the head coach. You haven't really noticed any kind of progression. It's been a stalemate. They've been on a nosedive and they're just not competitive in this division or the league for that matter. Uh, So uh, Matt Nagy, it's time to go, bro.
1: And, it, yeah, it came out now, too, I think, uh, uh, in Chicago news that, that it was Ryan Pace and, and Matt Nagy tied together in this whole thing. Like, they made both these guys are out. Um, but now it's kind of like, well, one can leave and the other could stay still. So it looks like they're either believing in Ryan Pace now and it, like what he did. And maybe it was his idea to go out and get Justin Fields. So they like that idea. Mm-hmm. and. They're out on Matt Nagy because of the way things are happening during the game, how he was even against that whole Justin Fields switch over, die hard, we've got to do right. you know, Andy Dalton and things like that. Yeah. So, and the way the offense, he was here to show that Andy Reid type of offense and explosiveness, and it looked like we saw it early on, but then since then, I don't know what the hell's been going on, man. He, he's had some you of know. the great players
0: to utilize to, to do some of those Listen. things, and it's gotten worse. And that's the thing too is Ryan Pace. I think he's done a phenomenal job for Chicago. Mm-hmm. He's brought in talent. Listen, he had to talk Allen Robinson into coming back, uh, signing that one year, you know, one year tag. Listen, after this year, Allen Robinson is out. He's going to another team. He he didn't even want to come back this year, uh, and he because because maybe Robinson could see the writing on the wall that they're rebuilding. You know, they draft a quarterback. They're going to have another new quarterback in place. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and, and so on and so forth. Their offensive line is in shambles. Their, their weapons, they just don't have enough. So he's, he said, I'm out after this year. So they got a one-year rental on Allen Robinson. He's gone. Now what's going to happen going forward? This defense, as good as they are talent-wise, they're just not playing up to snuff because this, this offense doesn't put up enough points, doesn't give them enough rest. Uh, so all in all, Listen, sorry. Nagy's got to go bye-bye.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mike Tackett's in the all house. Right. What he, he say? says He says, here, he say? here's kind of a trick-or-treat for you, Joe. All right, what we uh, Gruden says, Snyder will be out as owner of Washington football team in the coming weeks. With rumors that he wants to own a team, what are the chances Elon Musk buys the
0: Washington franchise? That would be amazing. First of all. <laughs> second of all, uh... That's that scenario with with Dan Snyder has already started to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of right now, it sounds like Snyder is passing off the team. Get this. You're going to love this one, Mike. Uh, to his wife, Tanya Snyder. Uh, she is now the the uh, day-to-day opera- in operations for the Washington football team. And we all know that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right, right? Like, how does the NFL not see through this? Execute. Order. It's 66. Dan Snyder basically dictating to Tanya what he wants done, and then she just follows. Yeah, through yeah it. it's so, like
1: putting it in her name so his yeah, credit is good. Like right. when you change things exactly. like that, exactly. like, like, like and an accounting exactly. stuff like that. It's so I like, mean, come on, safe,
0: come on, Goodell, come on, NFL, wake up. You gotta make you gotta make it to where Washington's franchise is out of that family's hands Mar- altogether. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> Will.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah yeah i know and, and, and elon musk yeah why not you know you don't have to exactly know football to own a team no it, you don't and, and he's got the money for it why not and if he yeah i like decisions he makes all together as you know very smart guy. it's very guy, exactly you know i mean he's getting the space uh you know industry going to as well so right i think why not? I mean, they the need thing. something like this. But it's here's one the- of those new type of tech owners too that everybody's right. been talking about new money, not so much the old good old boys, you know. But here's love. the thing with
0: Elon Musk is if he did take over the ownership of Washington, I feel like this organization would get better and not be so stagnant. Because Dan Snyder, he's kinda like Jerry Jones, but he's just really bad at being an owner. Like he he wants his hands in everything and wants to take certain guys or sign certain players, but it never works out because why he's not a football mind, uh, but he likes to be involved. Whereas Elon Musk, I th- I feel like he would do the research, he would he would research on co- certain coaches that are good, br- bright minds, and and so forth, and hire the right guys and let them do their job rather than have have his hands in the middle of it. All.
1: Oh, yeah. And can you even imagine maybe what they do with that that stadium, too? They try to make it more efficient. He would you make know, it all, like electric. Like electric. Solar it's solar. all electric.
0: It'd be solar-powered. It'd They'd be all electric. it would have amazing. a
1: rocket, like, at the end, <laughs> you know, that shoots into space. You've got SpaceX on the corner at yeah, the south yeah. end of the field. Right. he giving out rides as you go. You know, here you go. <laughs> you know, how about he, he fires. He's going to fire their next coach, and he's like, every I'm going to send you out on the rocket now off to the moon. That's right. Get the hell out of here. Every
0: time. You're right, Joe. I was the one to do it. I every hit it. Every time uh, the Washington football team gets a so win, a lucky fan gets a Tesla. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right? Yeah. How about that? You know, that would be that'd be awesome too. Why not? <laughs> Sounds good. I like All it. All right, here we go. Next, we got a couple more here for our trick or treat, and that is here we got the Chiefs will oh. miss the playoffs this year. Ooh. What do you think about that, Joe? Will the Chiefs miss Ooh. the playoffs? Uh they're uh, have a losing record right now i think they're they three, and four, the three and four and yeah. four but that division still kind of tight right now i think the the leaders are your, your
0: raiders here at five and two and the uh, the the chargers there as well and yeah chargers get the tiebreaker over the raiders because they mm-hmm. beat them mm-hmm. uh so technically i would say the chargers are in first mm-hmm. uh but chiefs wow you know would did we ever think before the season started that we would have this conversation right now about the chiefs i don't think so uh this is interesting because right now they're three and four. They're almost 500. I, I wouldn't say they're out of it just yet. Uh, they could still storm back after they figure a few things out. But I'll say it's a little bit of a trick. Maybe Andy Reid is 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 playing games with us right now and just saying, "Oh wow, you know, look at the Chiefs," and then he just wants to make a dramatic comeback uh, and and take the division. So uh, the Chiefs will they miss the playoffs? I can't count them out right now. I, I think it's a little bit of a trick. Well, the yeah. Uh, I
1: well, it's tough because I would say it's 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 a trick too as is well, it? just because. <laughs> well, that AFC I've talked about it with you before. The AFC is so close right now. All those 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 um, the records are right there, looming over five hundred and things like that. Only uh, the
0: only the top two teams, the Chargers and Raiders, you know, are are, are going to be. I think was it? Did the Chargers have a bye week last week, or was it? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah so they did. they're four and two still. Raiders are five and yeah, two, yeah, so they're yeah. the only winning teams right now in that division. Right, right. But I
1: mean, yeah, I mean, but I'm saying in the AFC altogether, uh, I think that the the pool for wild card teams is going to be right in the middle. I think there's a greater chance to possibly make that wild card spot, you know, still to to hop in on that within the AFC. And I think not so much on the NFC. I think some of those top teams they're really pulling away from some of the other ones out there uh you know i mean like you're not getting another wild card team out of the nfc east uh you might out of the south depends
0: on and
1: and i don't think you're getting i don't think you're getting maybe you're getting two teams out of the west you know because you got the 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 cardinals and the rams there but i think the the 49ers and the seahawks are dead in the water like we kind of thought before the season Mm -hmm. um but then other than that, I, again, uh, the, the you've got still the, the Bears and, and the, the Lions at the end of the North Division. So I, I think that the the NFC is going to be pretty hard for these other teams to bounce back and jump in. So oh, I yeah, think the definitely. AFC, it's so muddied right there. I think they still have a legit chance. And, and um, thinking about it, again, in the Chiefs, we, we talked about this the past couple of seasons, and I, it just popped in my head again. The fact that we've seen this team really come out of games lethargic and kind of have that offensive firepower to get back into the game be able to score at will Mm -hmm. we've seen them kind of get stopped for like a half or so Mm -hmm. but then be able to do something and and get back into it right yeah they start getting and they're not able to do that this season so far and that's why you're kind of seeing that they don't have that extra gear because they can't muster it up So far, I mean, because,
0: to be honest, they're becoming one-dimensional. Right. And and part of it is them doing it themselves. We Mm -hmm. noticed them this year, more than any other year, they're not even using the running back Mm -hmm. at all. Like, even if uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was still there, he never got the ball hardly at all. He got, like, five touches all game. Mm -hmm. It's like, wait a second. This is not the offense we are used to. They used to mix it up every once in a while. But, yeah, predominantly a passing team, but they would mix it up a little bit with that running game. Now we're not seeing that. I don't know if that's a, a combination of them falling behind early and now they feel like they got to catch up quickly quickly or if it's just their offensive philosophies have changed this year I don't know what it is but it's not working out all right
1: here lastly now
0: we've got for trick-or-treat Trey Lance will be the starter when he's healthy for the 49ers I, show. what do you I think? mean come on I mean we've seen Jimmy G long enough we've seen what he can do listen predominantly a game manager he worked well with them and I'm that was what him. they had left you know when they made that trade to get jimmy g and they're like okay we can win with him and they did they did a fairly good job however he just can't stay healthy you know and, and even this year he's been banged up he's missed some time he, came, he just recently came back last week and didn't play that well uh and and, and we saw flashes with trey lance before his injury of him starting to take over a bigger role in that offense and actually started playing better this offense started to get better with with trey lance involved uh i look for trey lance to come back from injury and i feel like it's only a matter of time till trey lance takes over uh especially as as they fall further and further down that division uh it, it's almost like a lock to to just jump in give trey lance the football let him rock out the rest of the season. Let's see what he can do. Uh, yeah, I totally believe this. Uh, it's definitely a, a, a treat for sure. All right, there you go. So
1: that is our trick, trick-or-treat. That's right, for our Halloween special. That's right, Joe. Keep it a real here, man. It's, it's been a long time since we played that. You know, we do it annually here for Trick-or-Treat. Yeah, I always get amped up for Trick-or-Treat. It's and been about a year. Those are those are statements that have been said out there you know what i mean yep. so i mean though, let's look forward and see how, what happens we were looking back at some of the ones from last year mm-hmm. and and it's funny how a lot of them came to fruition and yep. came true yeah and uh we were uh, one of them about the browns are like brown are they are they their most disappointing team this this season <laughs> and then i look back at this season i'm yeah. like oh that <laughs> might be a good one to use this <laughs> year even too but uh but uh, see, they've got a bunch of different issues. Again, yeah. injuries. Like we, You want to look at injuries. I mean, we were thinking about having just the injuries scroll amongst the screen uh, for all teams this season just to see how many there were. I mean, you could keep oh, it's it insane. going to laundry list. Yeah. And how many teams are just riddled with, with injuries and, and things like that. And, and that's a big... Big problem, and that's part of why some of these records are the way they are, Joe. And that's yeah. why we've said um, when when I was talking about the the, the Cowboys, wh- why they're I think in, in first place too and doing well. I think the 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 Packers who have been able to uh, kind of stay fairly healthy, mostly, yeah. mostly, and you and know, and just key players have been able to go down. But now they you know, Devontae Adams down, and that's a big problem now for them. And that's right. where
0: we're seeing that they'll probably lose this week. And that's the thing too is you, you good teams, the really good teams. No matter what happens to them, they always try to find a way to win, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, the Packers have been winning without David Bakhtiari, their number one left tackle, mm-hmm. uh, and, and kudos to them to have depth behind him to still keep them upright, still keep Aaron Rodgers upright, and, and, and keep it going. Uh, so, but, I mean, this week is going to be another challenge. I mean, I, I feel like they're. I think David Bakhtiari is coming back. Maybe Mike uh, can help us out with that one. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's our Green Bay. Green Bay Packer insider. Uh, maybe he can help us out with that. I think David Bakhtiari is going to be back this this week, uh, so that's going to be a big I time he was get. Know back
1: practicing. So and yeah. then,
0: uh, but Devonte Adams is out. So the, you know they they get one, they lose one. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's see how they can, uh, you know, group up together tomorrow night and see what they can do against a this winning, uh, an undefeated Arizona Cardinals team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So right now, I'm going to take time to to thank our sponsors out there. Everybody out there, Who the Johnstone got? Supply and and Colorize and and Buck Environmental Solutions out there too. Do you know, Buck Environmental Solutions, they are up for another award for Ooh. being best local business again too right? in their local area down wow. uh, near Monticello again congratulations. so they could win back to back possibly this year so everybody out there start voting for them again congratulations nothing but the best here for football on the know that's We're, it when you talk about nothing but the we, best
0: we only deal with the best sponsors out there oh, just absolutely. so y'all know
1: absolutely when you talk about the best you know you're talking about Mohawk Honda that's right, a Freeman Bridge, Freemans Bridge Road. And right now, take advantage of the KBB ICO. Now, what the hell is a KBB ICO, you tell? Yes, yeah, Jim, what the hell is that? Jim, it's what the Kelly, hell is that? The Kelly Blue Book uh, instant cash offer, Joe. That means when you go in there and you want to trade in your vehicle, they will cut you a check right there and pay you right on the spot. Right really? There. So it's evaluated, that's about how much it's worth. Wow. We'll give you top dollar for it, whatever KBB Uh, Kelly Blue Book says, boom, we'll give you that offer. Boom, there it is. Here you go. Walk away. Or you can just trade it in on a vehicle, too. There's plenty of pre-owns out there on the lot. There's acres and acres of cars out there. Why would you go anywhere else? Yeah, absolutely. Certified pre-owned Hondas, pre-loved Hondas. They're not used cars. They're pre-loved and pre-owned, Joe. That's right, baby. And and they take care of you there. They go out of their way to please you. They treat you like family. You got to go in and say hi to Greg Johnson out there, the assistant manager. And also, Jake Hot Sauce Doyle. Hot sauce. There we go. I don't know this guy, but I got to go down there and meet him because I got to say, how the hell did you get this hot sauce?
0: I just want to go down there and just say hot sauce and see if he answers. Yo, hot sauce. (laughs) Yo. And then you guys say, yo,
1: VIP man. VIP. (laughs) When you say VIP man, you're talking about Lewis. Lewis Morales out there. There And you got other, you know, Cam McKenna out there, too, uh, helping you out. All their sales professionals do whatever it takes to help you out there, get you not even the car that you you think you can afford, but the car that you deserve, too, that you're going to drive out of there and love this thing. And even afterwards, you need oil changes, blah, blah, blah. They'll let you know, and then just bring it back to them, and they'll take care of you, man. Absolutely. It's going to be a a wonderful experience, not a hassle for you. So check them out there, Freeman's Ridge Road. Excellent. In in Scotia Glenville, Mohawk Honda, where they go out of their way to please you, Joe. Absolutely.
0: Yes, yes. All All right.
1: So now it's it's the, the picks competition. I know Mike Mike Tackett's super excited about the picks competition. Yeah, he's all about it. He he's getting all involved in this he's one. He's all about it. and it's still tough. You're still kicking the shit out of me right here. We got still care. right there. It's it's there. But um, it's 77-32, 72-37 on the opposite side here. But wow. There's a lot Hold of games
0: up. left over here. We I got know, some breaking news. news. I got
1: to hit the breaking, breaking news, news to the signs here. Mike Tackett Mike with Tackett. the breaking
0: news. Our On the Sidelines reporter has just talked to us and told us in our headsets that breaking news from Adam Schefter... The Cardinals' defensive end, J.J. Watt, will undergo what is now likely to be season-ending shoulder surgery. Sources tell ESPN. No date set yet for surgery. Watt hurt his shoulder in the second quarter Sunday and still managed to play the rest of the game like like a what? boss because he is a soldier with that injury. Uh, wow. We heard that he was definitely going to be out for this Thursday night, yeah, tomorrow night. But, wow, this is big-time news Now that it looks like they're going to be missing him for the rest of the year. And he was having a pretty good season too with the Cardinals.
1: Yeah. that guy, that guy can't catch a break. Kenny, it's just, he gets so many injuries. I mean,
0: well, not, well, think about it. We already know like he's, he's older now. It seems to be happening every single season for him. It's not really a surprise. It would, would have been a surprise if he stayed healthy all year. Uh, but yeah, I guess it it was just kind of, let's see how long he can last, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and now, uh, Bad news for the Cardinals. Good news for opponents. <laughs> but, yeah, but yep. uh, yeah, there you have it. And he was just saying too. He's just getting into
1: the motion of things too, oh, getting yeah. used to everything, the, yep. the system and everything. And uh, uh, it's things to see that happen. But that's right. It's the it's the week uh, the the uh, week eight uh, picks competition right now, Joe. Uh, we already did uh, Thursday night's game, which that should be a really exciting game. That's going to be an um, awesome game to watch. Uh, that's that's going to be a good one because this, the, this, the, lately they've been kind of stinkers. It
0: quite honestly could be a shootout. I mean, I know the Cardinals' defense is is, is lighting it up right now, uh, and, and they're and they're playing really well. Great, cons, you know, consummate football with the offense, and collectively just playing uh, balls out. But Green Bay's not a slouch. Green Bay is a legitimate team that is just not going to give them a, give away a win.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get right into Sunday's games. Here we've got the uh, Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Now mm-hmm. all of a sudden, this game looks a lot closer <laughs> than it probably would have been a few weeks ago. Right? Uh, Atlanta in a close game there against the Miami Dolphins, barely sheds it out there with the last uh, remaining seconds to kick the field goal to to take the victory there in a hard fought game. Yep. They're sitting there in three and three, and now the uh, Atlanta or the uh, Carolina Panthers now. They've lost three straight and now they're at three and four and they had benched Sam Darnold. Can't really get it, uh, anything going here on offense, despite again, Chuba Hubbard's been running fairly well. He's been getting almost a hundred yards. I think a, a mm-hmm. game just about, I mean, they've been able to get that going, but something seems out of sync again, I think with this team the the receivers, I think they seem kind of disinterested a little bit, but the, but the drops are there. So, I mean, what what's going on? You know, they just can't get in sync and uh and get it going here and now you're facing an atlanta falcons team that's starting to build a little bit of a uh, momentum for themselves
0: yeah i mean this this game right here this is where i i feel like you know carolina's been losing a couple of weeks uh, i feel like this is going to be a bounce back game for them going up against atlanta a weaker defensive opponent Uh, An opponent that has struggled early on this season in terms of offense but now seems to start to be catching uh you know catching some some positive yards with matt ryan throwing to to kyle pitts at tight end russell gage kind of woke up last week uh remembered that he does play football in the nfl Mm -hmm. and and calvin ridley was back last week so that was another uh, jump start to that offense uh but in the end, I think Carolina is going to, you know, regroup. They're going to come in to Atlanta, and they'll be able to come away with a win.
1: All right, here we go. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that would be uh, really interesting. Uh, I really want to go with a, um, Carolina, but I don't know. I might, I might play the hot hand to try and get a uh, another win back on you here. So I think. I'm gonna go with Atlanta for now, but I might I might test it out, see see how they look the the week before or the day before, and then and maybe switch it up. But I'm gonna go with Atlanta right now. All right, here we <laughs> go. We got the. Uh, I know I just I don't know. I'm feeling it. I don't know. Again, Carolina. They seem vulnerable to me, but I would like to see. Yes, yeah. It looks like they could bounce back, especially against Atlanta. But now I'm looking at them. I'm like, I'm still confused on their on their identity here. Like they will obviously like to use uh Cordero Patterson a lot you know within the run game mm-hmm. as their main running back but then also r- receiving but they are getting uh, now they figured out let's get Kyle Pitts more involved that's going to be our go-to guy and then you can open it up to get it down to Calvin Ridley and like Russell Gage like like we thought they might be able to do early on in the season it just seemed like they took forever to try and figure that out. Uh, yeah, the, one,
0: the one thing that I'll say, though, is Carolina matches up extremely well against Atlanta's offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaq Thompson, if he, if he does have to, he's a very mobile linebacker. Uh, so I feel like they'll probably, probably line him up against Kyle Pitts to play coverage there. Uh, but all in all, I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, but who knows comes out with the win at the All end right.
1: next we've got the Miami Dolphins at the, the Buffalo Bills and I think again if we when we first started off the season mm-hmm. uh, you would think that this would have been a cool match this would have uh, been uh, a look, good a nice right. marquee matchup right. here between right. divisional rivals yeah. but with uh, the dismay that the Miami Dolphins have mm-hmm. kind of been in and now also the, the headlines that they're still looking into uh, Deshaun Watson and, and Tua not looking spectacular mm-hmm. it seems like yeah, well, and all else fails, it's just, I know injuries play into it. Because, again, Mike Kaseki Mike Kusecki, Mike Kusecki, Kusecki boop, bro- 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 That's all I see. That's what I got to do. Um, Buffalo at home, they're strong. I know Lady Bills is probably going to be there. She's going to be amped up for this game. You know, that's she's right. going to be hating right. on them Dolphins out there. <laughs> I like the Buffalo Bills coming off that bye week just to come out here and, and, and uh,
0: perform. Yeah, I mean, do, do, you, do you smell that aroma? <laughs> Smells like fish sticks are gonna get fried. <laughs> uh, so the Dolphins, I think they're gonna get scorched by the Buffalo Bills this week. Uh, Bills have been playing lights out football week to week. Even when they do lose, they are still in it. And this, as great as this defense has been playing, this offense has been even hotter. Uh, and against a division rival, why not? Why not unload on these guys? Uh, Miami Dolphins coming to town to Buffalo. Uh, I don't have too much confidence in Miami anymore uh, I- I've seen way too m- many problems Versus solutions Listen For the past couple of weeks They haven't had their full scope of receivers Available to them And it's shown Jalen Waddle, the rookie Has been lighting it up this past week Because he's the only guy that they can throw to uh, Besides Mike Kosicki But coming into this week Maybe they get another weapon back In Devontae Parker Maybe that can help him out a little bit But not enough uh, I got the Bills
1: all right. Next up, we've got um, the San Francisco 49ers in the Chicago. Another great
0: game. Oh, man. I'm glad these ones
1: <laughs> are early on. And, and, you know, maybe they saved some of these better ones for the, the late games and stuff. Uh, but uh, but the Chicago Bears, again, you know, getting shellacked. You've got the San Francisco 49ers that played tough kind of against the uh, the uh, sloppy, actually, football mm. against the Colts.
0: Excuse
1: yeah. me. Um And really, I think the Colts really could have really took it to them even more in that game. Oh, they, they could have. Yeah, because they were in scoring position so many times, too. And um, they could have really uh, did a number on them. Um, but, uh, man, this is a tough one. Uh, I might go with Chicago because they're even at home. They play better there. And I think Ch- San Francisco might be just trying to find themselves still. I might yeah. ride with Chicago, but I don't know. What do you think?
0: Uh, 49ers, listen, uh, I think their defense has struggled despite having kind of the same players back this season D'Amico Rines as the D coordinator is, is showing that he's not as good as Robert Sala at all uh, in the way he calls defense. Offensively like we said before Jimmy G is just the, the game manager the guy who's just kind of keeping the seat warm waiting for Trey Lance to get healthy uh, and until that happens I don't think this offense for the 49ers is going to have very much firepower um, Chicago as mu- as up and down as they have been. They are home this week. Uh, I feel like That the Bears, in the end, I feel like this is going to be a low-scoring game in in, in Chicago. Because they're home, they're going to have enough, just enough gusto to get the win in the end all right there you go joe's going with the uh, the beers as well we've got instacam
1: in the house with oh us hello right what's going on instacam hi guys hi instacam. welcome to the show welcome to the show absolutely hey if you got anything you want to say out there let us know in the comments um talk about a lot of things out there horror movies too as well but right <laughs> now we're doing our week eight picks if you want to play along pick along with us go ahead absolutely uh, hey pleasure having you on there Watch by the way
0: thanks for stopping by if you could do us a huge favor and subscribe to us that'd be fantastic Absolutely. But thanks for showing if up they, if you haven't already, and be a part of the conversation here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. Now we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Um, mm. Is Case Keenum going to be playing in this game? Uh, he probably is,
0: isn't he? He's going to be the starter for a bit, right? Or yeah, yeah. I would. I would w- listen. So Baker Mayfield, uh, he had a press conference uh, past couple of days. I forgot whether it was yesterday or today. Um, but he's uh, a reporter asked him like, "Could you play this week?" He said, "Absolutely." That's That was his answer. Yep. Okay, you can play, but are you going to play? You know what I mean? So I, I think if, if you're Cleveland, you got to be smart with this injury that he has uh, and, and maybe rest him again. Definitely. Listen, with the way Case Keenan played as the starter, did a remarkable job. It made all the throws that he needed to make. They were able to run the football like normal, even though they didn't have Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb. Uh, Nick Chubb does return this week, uh, so they'll at least have him. Uh, and the Cleveland's defense has been mostly down this this season, uh, despite having all, all their all their players pretty healthy for the most part. They have kind of they haven't been as dominant as, as you would hope they would be as as a Browns fan. And Pittsburgh, week to week, we don't know what to expect from this team offensively. They, they've kind of been spitting and sputtering uh, with Big Ben at the helm, and, and the and it's been all the pressure has been on the Steelers' uh, defense. You know to 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 sustain uh to to keep them in the game type of deal so um yeah i mean this is a tough one with with the browns being home with uh with even with case keenan being there i think nick chubb is a big big uh addition back to this football team i'm gonna go with cleveland be just because they're home Uh, Because both these teams, you don't know what to expect. I'm going Cleveland at home with this. Yeah,
1: I see you checking your phone now. I forgot Mike Tackett had already put in his his picks. Now, you got Mike Tackett's picks in there that you're checking
0: out? So, Thursday night, he has the Cardinals, not his Packers, uh, Thursday night. Uh, he has the Falcons at home taking the win. Okay, uh, against Miami, right? Yeah. No Carolina. No oh, Carolina. Yeah. He's got uh, the Bills winning, of course. He yes. has the Bears winning. He's with us. And on then, that one. and he has the Browns winning. The Browns uh, winning against Pittsburgh. Again, and when you take a look
1: at that last game, I know everybody wants to say, you know, Case Keenum played great. I don't think it's all that. I mean, I think he played efficient football and uh i think and it was that's great. already better than well, baker but yeah well it was good having jarvis landry back though too you know what i mean having him for, back there for like half the game you know no he was in there most of the game like, he, he was he getting got catches injured, in the end he left yeah he got injured he left but then he came yeah, back but basically if you looked at the amount of running that they did they just ran the ball most of the time because they didn't have to throw that's it. that's their offense well, uh, well exactly but i'm just saying it to say that he's played spectacular he did all this other stuff he, he handed the ball off. The running game was working, so they stayed with that, and then, with that. And then, but when yes, they needed the he throw, he did not force turnovers. But when they, he was getting like when it was pass plays, he was getting pressured, and he almost had a couple of bad turnovers. It was pretty close that it could have been that could, game could have went opposite end on him real quick. Uh, but again, pulled out a win. I think it might be enough to here to take out the Steelers though too, just because like you and I have discussed now take a look at this uh uh, perspective we might take a look back at the draft you how we look at it after three years people Mm -hmm. get drafted here i think we might look at this Najee harris draft pick like what the people are looking at the saquon barkley pick for the new york giants Mm -hmm. you had some offensive linemen there you would have thought that maybe that the the steelers would have went offensive line for this and they go running back and you're kind of like we are some people you know analysts are like oh this is an amazing freaking pick oh my goodness this is great this I is going to help everything it's going right. to solve everything you know but joe and i are kind of like yeah that's good but wh- it's what the a great hell? pick but, for but, that for that selection but yeah yeah but but you really needed to offensive help, line because now look what you're suffering with right now mm-hmm. you know what i mean ben is getting rushed and he's not that old stand tall, big ben anymore He's old crippled Ben to where he's making dumb mistakes again and not very mobile at all. He just stands there and takes hits. Uh, So... I mean, it's tough for them, and I I think Cleveland, they have enough getting the Nick Chubb back as well. I think this is definitely good for them. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns as well with this
0: one. The other thing I worry about Big Ben in, in this one is the pass rush for Cleveland, like their defensive ends. Listen, Genevieve Crown actually has a couple of sacks this year, mm-hmm. uh, unlike last year having zero. Uh, and you team him up with Miles Garrett on the opposite end. I mean, they're going to wreak some havoc against this Steelers offense.
1: And I got to note, too, that one play where uh, Greedy Williams made a great play here mm. in the corner position, yeah. too, where I think I forget who the receiver was at that point. I think it was um, Chase Claypool. It, uh, well, no, they're playing Chase Cole Claypool now. But I think it was like last last game that they played. Um, the guy had a pretty much a catch. He just had to get his other foot down. And he kind of stuck Portland with Sutton. him. Yeah, Cortland Sutton, I think it was. And he wasn't able to get his foot back in. And was actually he drove him out of bounds still, was able to save that play. Because that yeah. would have been a big chunk play yep. and get that ball moving forward. And that would have been big for the Broncos to come back and, and get back into that game. But made a big play there on the corner position for them. All right. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles now and the Detroit Lions. Can the Lions get their first win right here? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> at home against the Philadelphia Eagles to where Joe and I have talked about this a bunch of times to where... Uh, they just look like they're running in a high school offense around there. They, we're not sure what's going on. Uh, Jalen Hurts missing some wide open guys here. Uh, you know, it, it making some plays with his legs, which is fine and all. But yeah. it kind of seems like it's all makeshift as he goes. It's like, oh, wow, he got the first down. All right, but what's next? Is he going to complete a pass or is he going to take <laughs> off running again? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It seems like it's like one, two, It's not there. I'm taking off,
0: you know. Here, here's something about this game that was so – this past week, uh, the Eagles played the Raiders, and as I'm watching the game, I noticed something. I really don't like this coaching staff for the Eagles. I wasn't a fan of Nick Sirianni's, you know, hire uh, when he when he did get hired before the season, and I'm still not a fan of his him and his coaching staff because what I noticed is that the defensive coordinator for the Eagles he plays this two deep safety zone uh, coverage that doesn't really work and he keeps it the same throughout the whole game there's not a whole lot of adjustments being made and offenses just pick it apart i i mean they, they just wait for the receivers to get to the open open zone you know open parts of the field in the in the zone and just kind of sit in there and and quarterbacks are able to ha- complete easy passes uh and then philadelphia offensively it's like jalen hurts either rushes for a lot of yards or they don't win or they don't even, or are not even competitive. Uh, so I mean, this offense is in stuck in a rut. They don't run the football. They rely too much on Hertz to to move the ball with his legs, and at you know when he does has enough time be able to deliver the football to some open receivers. And it's just not a good way to win games. Uh, Detroit Lions, listen, they fought hard every single week. It seems like they're always in the games, whether they're behind. And they got to fight back, or if they're just going hand in hand uh, throughout the throughout the game. Uh, but they're another—they're a contending team. They're definitely a difficult team to to kind of beat. I don't know what to expect in this one. The Philadelphia Eagles—they're coming into Detroit. I kind of like the—I kind of like the Detroit Lions in this one. I'm not gonna lie. I, I feel like they've been competitive against any team they faced, uh, no matter how good they were. And, and this in and this week, I feel like the Lions are going to finally get a win.
1: All right. Joe's in here on the Lions. Um, man, it, something tells me I should go Philadelphia here on this one just to get uh, a, maybe a win back here. Because I think Philadelphia plays good enough that they could still beat the the Lions because, again, the Lions just haven't been able to, to muster it all together. They've been really competitive with a lot of good teams a lot of close uh, games as well uh except last game it kind of got out of hand but i mean you did you, you played the rams so it, it was it was a tough out and it was tough to compete against them but you know uh it, who knows um but well, who, who does uh,
0: mike tackett have for for this one mike has uh did we you did take the lions he took the browns in the he last the game browns. and then uh this game he has the eagles hmm
1: man this is going to be close because I even like uh, Philadelphia's front. but I don't like their, their I don't like secondary. anything else they got.
0: Yeah, their, their, their linebackers are absolutely terrible.
1: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Philadelphia for now for it is it. to be different. Why not? What the hell? I'm in a hole now. So, you know what? I'm already planning on drinking at the end of the year. So we'll see what happens maybe i can bounce back this is one of those muddy weeks i could be really I'll help freaking you. bad or whatever i'll help
0: you get back but, into this well who you? knows
1: it'll be let's give the people what they want here all right tennessee titans now and the indianapolis colts joe tennessee they're high right now they're rocking and rolling and last week you know you would have thought too uh like when we said you know maybe for this game to get it going they needed to control the clock and do get it going with uh derrick henry again that's their whole you know scheme or whatever but it was a little different than that i don't think they really needed a whole lot of derrick henry out there and they did it in the passing game they were able to actually get uh, get it done through through the passing game and ryan Tannehill not making a whole lot of mistakes and uh they really surprised people i think in that one some people i'm sure but uh really took it to uh the, the the chiefs on that one really exposed how bad it it's like maybe they saw this and and said hey this this secondary of this chiefs is just so bad i don't think we need to run against this team so much just air aired out and that'll get us our points here and, and really just took it to them
0: you're right <laughs> all right i, that I you. thought you were going to finish well, well i the don't colts.
1: know well no well the colts again i think they're only good as good as what carson wentz is going to play uh, you know what I'm saying because that's when turnovers happen that's when he could still make some of those bigger plays you saw some of the the the, the passes he was getting to uh, you know Paris Campbell and, and some others out there. Um, Pit- Michael Pittman had a big play in that last particular in that last game. But, you know, again, some people blame the weather here and there, but Carson Wentz doing those bonehead mistakes. And I don't think I really see uh, Ryan Tannehill making mistakes like that here. Even though Indianapolis is here at home, I think I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans on this one.
0: Yeah, the Titans have been, you know, up and down this this season. I'm not still 100% sure on what kind of defense they got going on there. Uh, they're, they're also like in flux. The Colts, they're the same way. Both these teams are like kind of mirror images of each other. We don't know if they're going to ascend or descend uh, in this division. And this is a divisional game. This is a game that both teams need to stay above one another. Uh, I don't like what I I see in the Colts. I feel like if the Tennessee Titans defense can plan to try to stop Jonathan Taylor, then that's the the game. I, I feel like that's going to be the deciding factor. Uh, The the Colts are going to have a hell of a time trying to stop Derrick Henry and this Tennessee offense. I'm going to go Tennessee. All right, here we go. And Uh, Mike goes Titans as well. Mike goes
1: Titans as well. right, Cincinnati Bengals and the New York Jets. All right, the Jets have been looking really bad.
0: There you go. (laughs) Yeah, Joe's Uh, going. Listen, they don't have Zach Wilson. They got Mike White. That's right. Who the hell's Mike White? We don't know, but we're going to see on Sunday. We're going to find
1: out what he is.
0: So I mean, listen with a with a beat up offensive line with with uh, who knows? <laughs> let's see, let's just see what the Jets can muster up uh, this Sunday against a Bengals team that's on the rise. I, I gotta love Cincinnati this week. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I'm gonna agree with you just on, on that one as well. All right, the Houston Texans. Some of these other ones now seem a little easier. Um, Texans again, you know, they have put up a valiant fight for some of the the games here. Um, I still again feel bad for Davis Mills because I think he's been playing Jesus. fairly well despite guy. You know, running for his life <laughs> uh but uh, rams they've been showing you why they went and, went and they made that trade for matthew stafford and look what they're able to do now they're just pummeling yeah. teams you know and beating yeah. them mercifully so i like the rams in this one
0: yeah how could you not like the rams in this one i mean houston texans listen i i don't get me wrong i feel for davis mills i this guy's just been taking a beating after beating every single week uh, since he's had this the starting job, Tyrod Taylor comes back this week though, uh, so maybe he gets a break from getting battered around, and maybe Tyrod Taylor is going to be running for his life on this one. Uh, but yeah, in the end, I, I think Tyrod Taylor is going to give Houston's offense a little bit of a spark like he did in the beginning of the season before the injury. Uh, but all in all, I don't think it's going to be enough against this high flying Rams offense and the defense that they're going to have to go against. Aaron Donald's going to be in the bat- living in the backfield basically boom yeah
1: settle in alright here we go we've got the New England Patriots and the Chargers ah I'm excited about this one they should maybe move this one to the Sunday night game I think that would have been nice Uh, because I'd rather watch that instead of uh, the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings but New England they were just putting a shellacking uh, out last week and showing that they can still put up these points and and they will not uh, let off their foot off the gas as well just like Bill Mm -hmm. Belichick has done in the past Mm -hmm. and they like to do that to the Jets. They like to still just <laughs> remind the Jets that they own them. They did that Aaron Rodgers, we still own you thing. You know what I'm saying? And we we made a joke before about when Robert Kraft went out and bought private jets to refer to the team and all his other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They own multiple jets now. Not only the New York Jets, <laughs> they own the Jets through that every, everywhere. So Patriots going into uh, SoFi Stadium here to play the Chargers. Chargers had looked pretty good, but then all of a sudden they got punched in the mouth the last time they played. They're on a bye week. You hope they want to bounce back here at home. they not have to really travel. I know the New England Patriots have to go and go from East Coast to West Coast and have that time difference. Uh, But you know what? I think New England and and Bill Belichick, they know how to uh, really uh, get their guys going for this and really um, study. Uh, But I think um, this is going to be a closer one. But I think I'm going to uh, side with the Chargers here. Uh, Just just Despite having that coming off that bye week I think they wanted to perform well And they're also resting Don't have to go anywhere
0: Absolutely, they're a well coached team The Chargers are And uh, having that extra week of preparation For the New England Patriots You're going to need it uh, Against one of the best coaches uh, there ever was uh, In Bill Belichick And what does Bill Belichick do so well Every week against teams He takes away your best offensive weapon And takes away your best defensive weapon uh, and, and I don't see that changing here. Uh, New England Patriots they've kind of surprised some people, not all and, and where they are right now. they are in the hunt for this division and they're going to continue to grind it out. Uh, listen a- every as every week passes this Patriots team is getting healthier, which they've been winning with it even with those injuries I mean two weeks ago, uh, they they were down four starting offensive linemen. Now they're coming back this week healthier, and and so on and so forth. I like New England Patriots in this one. They travel to L. A. Uh, and I, I feel like Bill Belichick's uh, you know coaching style is definitely going to have this team ready to play the Chargers and well prepared. All right, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Seattle Seahawks.
1: Um, this is going to be, I think, a particular uh, sloppy game. <laughs> what do we? <laughs> It's gonna is going to be tough. A, this and it could be sloppy because they're in uh, Seattle, so game? it could be raining. Uh, but uh, Jacksonville, again, mistakes a lot of times. Trevor Lawrence trying to make do, trying to get right. through and, and progress. Gino Smith still making some big plays, getting it out there here and there. I mean, you saw that big bomb that he had to DK, but then after that really didn't, hasn't done anything since then. Mm-hmm. Can still make some plays on the run, though, a little bit. Um, I think jacksonville's defense is slightly better than than seattle's at this mm-hmm. point though um but this is gonna be tough man i don't know i don't know uh, uh i think i'm gonna go with the seahawks just because uh jacksonville still an unknown for me and seattle at home even in that home stadium makes a difference yeah Uh rookie quarterback i think seattle they've been playing hard even too despite you know look what they did with the saints they they're still in it i'm gonna go with seattle seahawks on this one
0: yeah, Jacksonville—they've been up and down. Listen, when you have a head coach like Urban Meyer, uh, you're you're not looking—you're not really looking for guidance at the head coaching position because it's not there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is kind of figuring it out with him and his and his quarterbacks coach. That's really what's happening here. Uh, the reason why Trevor Lawrence is playing pretty well and as and you see him slowly progressing is because of quarterback coach. Uh, this coaching staff is a college type of coaching staff. They're not really preparing these guys to win week to week. And uh, you see that. Listen, they're, they're sustaining big-time injuries like DJ Chark is out this this week and for the rest of the season. That's a huge loss in itself. And I, I feel like this team is just not ready to go into Seattle and and steal a win from the Seattle Seahawks. This is a win that Seattle needs. Uh, so I feel like the Seahawks will be ready, willing, and able in getting the W that week
1: all right next up we've got the washington football team at the denver broncos
0: oh man this is tough to watch real quick uh mike tackett picked let's see he picked the Bengals. he picked the rams and he picked the chargers and also picked seahawks oh looks like him and i are on the same page with a lot of them here we'll see that
1: could be good that could be bad we'll (laughs) see let's see what happens sorry mike (laughs) <laughs> here you go all right uh but well, washington football team at the denver broncos here joe broncos again they're not looking so good after that whole three uh, and and0 start you know and, and now they're, they're facing some, some competition now yeah some real you know? competition and, and teddy bridgewater making mistakes here yeah. and uh yeah not getting it done yeah defense looking really sus you know what i'm saying yeah, like, uh, like we, we've said we, they go from no fly zone to no run zone to back and forth <laughs> and now you know cleveland just embarrassed them ran all over their asses you you, you thought because they weren't going to have nick chubb and kareem hunt and blah blah didn't matter didn't matter who they gave it to they were just running all all day and all night on them they you know k-skiing them played a nice game nice and safe were able to do it to them now washington football team seems like they're getting legs underneath them joe i mean that that defensive pass rush is starting to get there a little bit and taylor Heineke, despite some mistakes here and there they were in that green bay game they kept holding that i I tell you what if they didn't fail on going it for for fourth down on fourth down every time when they're in that Mm -hmm. red zone it's it's even a different game i mean i know you want to go with analytics and i and i hate people that just stay strict with analytics because for me you're losing sight of what you're watching on the field if you're looking at a thing and looking at a math sheet and saying well they all have the odds of doing this or this and this well look at what the other team has been doing have they been able to stop you have they got the momentum what's been going on that momentum is not on this sheet here that you're not seeing that in these printed numbers so one thing the fact is when he went to dive for that scramble when he scrambled outside i think he had enough like of an angle and things and, and momentum he should have just ran it in for that touchdown he had it instead he tries to go for that dive so now it's confusing with that new rule where he's kind of surrendering himself up there and his knee kind of falls. So it, the ball is dead and stops there. It kind yeah. of screwed them on that play. Um, but
0: I'll say um, that I'll say they could have had more opportunities to score there. I disagree with the call, to be honest. Unless you kick your feet out and you slide, you're not giving yourself up. I mean, we've seen it in, in games where even with Geno Smith in the Seattle game, he didn't completely give himself up and got walloped for it and it was the same kind of situation and there was no call you know what i mean so until you put your feet forward i I don't i don't feel like you're giving yourself up and you slide Uh, but um washington listen they've been struggling all season long they they seem to can't get anything going listen they've been they've shown flashes here and there offensively defensively have shown flashes we saw the the kansas city game where it looked like they were starting to wake up and they were they looked like they were starting to get on the same page and it just didn't didn't happen they let that game slip away uh, now they're coming into denver uh denver is getting some players back this week they're getting jerry judy back uh which is going to be uh be great for them in this receiving core now it's going to be a little bit more broadened uh washington's going to have to contend with washington also is going to have to contend with this denver running game and in the in the duality of teddy bridgewater and, and how he can move with his legs as well as throw the ball denver's defense is going to be licking their chops at Taylor Heineke, a young quarterback who's starting to get better every week. But this is a tough defense to throw on. I feel like the running game isn't up to the standard that it needs to be to run on Washington's run game, to run on Denver. And in turn, I feel like Denver is going to come away with this win here for the Broncos.
1: All right, here we go
0: mike tackett he also takes the broncos as he well. also takes the broncos
1: here at home hmm. um it's tough for me it's tough i really like washington football team what they've been doing um hmm. uh, why not i'll go with the broncos sure why not they're at home let's do it all right here we go because i really don't like washington football team i really hate picking them so whatever we'll just roll with it all right tampa bay buccaneers new orleans saints uh, Saints aren't there yet I can see that now uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers looks like again slow start We're really really close with some teams here that probably shouldn't have been close but then last week they really flexed their muscles and shown what they can a- actually do when the when the offense is working on all cylinders here and getting it down and the defense you know not having so many problems you know that must have been nice for them to not give up so many points you know in, in a game and yard So uh, I think Um, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be able to handle the New Orleans Saints in this one.
0: Yeah, the Buccaneers, and listen, last week they were riddled with injuries on the defensive side of the ball. No Richard Sherman. You know what I mean? And and they've been hurting in that secondary a lot. Uh, Defensive linemen were banged up, didn't play. Uh, So now they're coming back this week. They're getting a surge of of bodies back this week, which is going to help them even further. Uh, Listen, Super Bowl champions – they, you, you got to try to beat them to you got to beat the best tom brady is, has that offense rolling as he normally does and, and the buccaneers are getting healthy bodies more of them coming back to that defense it's hard to go up against tamp on this one and that's why i'm picking the buccaneers the saints Jameis winston he's made you know he does make some mistakes but he's not terrible uh but again the saints offense just doesn't have enough weapons they're not all there uh, and 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 if um, Tampa Bay's defense is smart, they're going to just key on Alvin Kamara to try to help shut this offense down, uh, and that's what I got there. Yeah,
1: absolutely, and they need uh, to get Mike Thomas back as soon as they can. But then also Taysom Hill, I think, is a big guy that they they miss having on that offense too. All right, uh, and uh, the Dallas Cowboys now and the uh, Minnesota Vikings. I think this is gonna be a a close game. Definitely gonna be a good game. But I think overall, I'm going to side with the Dallas Cowboys on this one just because um, I think offensively, they have overall a a better amount of weapons and and they can just, uh, I think, handle this Minnesota defense.
0: So there's a little bit of concerning news with the Dallas Cowboys. And even though they are coming off a bye week, it sounds like Cooper Rush is getting first team reps uh, with the Dallas Cowboys in practice, which has got to be concerning because Jerry Jones has said, oh, I'm completely confident in Dak Prescott's health with his knee and everything. That's great, but not so much confidence in his shoulder that he recently mm-hmm. injured. So uh, it's got to be a little concerning. There's no clarification as of yet who is starting for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, if it does happen to be Cooper Rush, this game could be over pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah, then I would switch it and up then. And uh, well, well, and that's the thing yeah, it, yeah. For me it's a little bit of a risk So mm-hmm. if Cooper Rush is going to be the starter And granted He's taking first team reps Doesn't mean he's going to be the starter Right. But they're preparing We're him preparing in, just case in case He needs to be uh, So Minnesota's at home I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings in this one I, I feel like the Vikings have been a, a tough team to contend with Week to week they, They've kind of hung around in a lot of games Going right down to field goal Field goal, you know, trying to kick uh, game winning field goals to just having the last drive in games. And I feel like this is another one of those games that are going to be close right down to the end. And maybe Minnesota gets the win here.
1: All right, here we go. We got a lot of different ones. This is going to be a crazy week again, Joe. All right, now that brings us to Monday Night Football and the New York Giants and the Kansas City Chiefs now and if i'd say if let's if, go g-men yeah make it happen you, you saw what how to beat the kansas city chiefs now giants <laughs> and what does daniel jones do well like he can get out of the pocket yes but he can also throw the deep ball so i think you just test that secondary and just throw all day on these guys now who are you going to throw to yes throwing Shepard. yeah you know maybe evan ingram out there and stuff you yeah know, they're going to be healthier you know, for so, sure this yeah, week. definitely so i mean that'd be better for them um but Again, Patrick Mahomes. I'd say even if he wasn't starting and they, they had Henny maybe playing because of that gruesome like injury that he faced last week, but I'm hearing that he's good to go. But I don't how? know. I don't know how. how. Like there's they gotta be totally like you know fudging something there. Dude. <laughs> I'm telling I know you I'd right say, now. It's, it's up to the player and
0: how he feels. But when you see, when come you, on, if you ever watch that play where he his head gets crushed, in, you know stomped in. Uh, he came up woozy. And he went to the sideline to get checked out and everything. And they're like, oh, no, he's good. But why didn't he go back into the game if he's if he's all good? Right. You know what I mean? So, uh, and then the next day they cleared him, like, all of a sudden. Like, he's like, oh, he's all clear, ready to go. Usually it takes several days to go through the testing and everything, The you know, the the whole regiment yeah. of getting tested for concussion protocol. Yeah, yeah. Where's and, the protocol? And, and after one day, all of a sudden it's a miracle he's cleared to go and, and everything's good for this week that's a little sketchy to me uh but n- nonetheless the Kansas City Chiefs they are home that is a tough place to play mm-hmm. uh the Giants I am really hoping you guys can get this win here but I'm sorry I have to go with the the, the favorite in this one in the Chiefs uh listen the Giants they're getting some healthy bodies back this week that's going to give them a better shot of, of stealing a win, possibly against this really weak defense for the Chiefs. I mean, listen, you can run on them, you can throw on them, you can do whatever you really want, Uh, and they haven't been able to stop anybody that much. uh, So if the Giants are smart and they can kind of get a lead early on, maybe even a two-touchdown lead early on, that might force Kansas City to play one-dimensional football, which we've seen over and over them play, and giving the Giants chances to really pin their ears back and get after Mahomes
1: yeah like being a giants fan like I, again i i know the reality here so i'm gonna go with the the chiefs as well again they're looking for that bounce back game this is a nice one especially to be here at home um excuse me but the the giants if they happen to pull out a win here i'm excited and, and happy as a fan but and nobody's gonna really uh blame me for picking oh the kansas City not. chiefs on this one so no, i'm gonna go not. kansas city chiefs as well and uh go giants and speaking of the giants next weekend not this weekend, coming above The Next weekend after that, we're going to be at the game, Joe. We're going right. to see the Raiders and the New York football Giants What's square it? off right there in the stadium. We're going to meet up with a bunch of friends all over yes, and stuff yes. like that. It's going to be, uh, it's gonna be very busy, but we're going to try and go live a few times, too, there and there and get some interviews or whatever. We're going to show you the atmosphere around this game and stuff. So we're super excited about that. Um, so definitely, guys, stay tuned for that. It's coming up in, a, in like a week and a half or so. Real
0: quick. Mike Tech, last few picks. last few picks. He picks got? the Buccaneers, the Cowboys, and the Chiefs. There you go. Buccaneers, Cowboys, and the Chiefs. Yeah, so him and I, uh, I think almost
1: have, have the same exact picks. That's pretty crazy. So there, there you go. That's it. That's our Halloween extravaganza, our, our annual Halloween show. Happy That's Halloween right. to everybody out there. Everybody stay safe. Make sure you enjoy yourself. All the kitties, yes. get all the, yes. the, the candy you can and stuff like that. And before we take off again, once again, thank you, everybody, for checking us out here. Thank you, Down Monday, for us use the music thank you mike tackett in the house thanks again guys thank you <laughs> thank uh, you, uh mike. thank you to Stephen murray to our voice over guy and uh thank you to all the sponsors out there and also if you haven't yet go to youtube and uh, hit the subscribe button hit the notification bell let you know every time we go live follow us on twitter fb underscore no and also join our facebook group football on the no show and uh like our page football on the no with jim and joe Anyways. yeah
0: thanks everybody for all the new additions to the, the football family here instacart insta was it Instacam? Instacam. instacam welcome aboard welcome aboard everybody thank you for all the support really appreciate it all the sponsors you've been great to us Mohawk Honda Johnstone supply in Troy New York uh, colorize uh, who else we, we got we got a bunch of them yeah, Buck, Buck environmental, environmental solutions. solutions uh yeah there's so
1: much to list <laughs> yeah absolutely raise and energy all drinks good businesses raise energy drinks that's right we never said raise I've been drinking make sure the you enter the
0: promo code raise them up. For any order from repsports.com, go to repsports.com. They got a ton of great energy drinks. They got a ton of other products that they do, protein powders, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Make sure you hit them up. Enter the promo code Raise Them Up. It helps our channel. It helps us. Uh, on any order, you save 15% off. They also got some promos going right now. They got a Halloween-themed Raise Energy drink right now. I think it's called Franken Sour. Yeah. Go ahead and Frank check and that sour. out. You can get four cans for free that's right all you got to do is pay shipping ten dollar shipping you get four cans of franken sour you just got to make sure to enter that promo code raise them up uh thanks everybody for the support really appreciate you guys uh we'll see you next time next week
1: bye join us next week from 8 till 10 wednesday night for more football on the know with jim and joe